Hi there, everybody. I'm Lauren Mull here, along with Jen and special guest Nancy Levenberg of the Napa County Historical Society here at the Historic Broadcast Park in the heart of the beautiful Napa Valley. That's right. We're going to have our pre-Halloween show, and I understand it might get a little phantasmic. Ooh, a little ghostly. People are going to be joining us, Judd. Oh, dear. Okay, well, we're in for a little spooky Napa history, Lauren. Oh, I can hardly wait. We invite you to join Judd and his family at the south end of the Silverado Trail in the heart of beautiful Napa Valley, California, USA at Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail. Visiting information is available by calling 707-255-2332. You can also go online to Judd'sHill.com. We've got visiting information there. We've got our quirky and fun videos. And you know what? We've got wine, Lauren. And I invite folks to put some wine in your shopping cart. And you know what? We'll even give you a deal. And just for being an avid listener, type in coupon code JNVS, all in lowercase letters, please, no capitals, and you'll get 15% of your entire wine order. That is one heck of a deal. It is a deal. But if you want a better deal than that, you can join our wine club. It's free to join. You can do it right online or call the number Lauren mentioned earlier. And we guarantee you great times, invitations to events, and of course, all that delicious wine. And now, let's get on with the show. Ooh, see you later. Everyone's a Finkel Fiend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Wait, what did he say? to you live from the historic studios of KVON 1440. I won't whine. I'll make mine. The fruit of the vine from Judd's Hill Wine. And here he is, the best host on the West Coast, Judd Finkelstein. Good morning, Lauren Mole. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, Judd. How about you? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We've wrapped up harvest season here in the Valley. I uh, still have some fermentations going on. Uh, smells great at the winery, but uh, happy to have uh, a moment to catch my breath without the grapes uh, just uh, bombarding us. I mean, that's what I do, so I'm used to it, and I, I like it when it's happening, but it's also nice to take a little break. What's in the world of Lauren right now? Well, uh, I had a great day with uh, Kathy Buck on Friday over at, uh, at the Cameo. Uh, I got to attend the premiere of uh, the movie Life Animated. 
Well, I heard all about this. I uh, was sorry I wasn't able to attend. I had a wine event that evening, but that sounded very exciting. In fact, I ran into somebody at the grocery store the other day who was there and said, you did a great job. You want to tell us a little bit about what it was all about? Uh, it's about uh, a special needs an individual who actually learned to speak from watching Disney movies. Wow. And it's, was that person there? There was a panel, right? Was that person uh, that, here? There was a the, panel there. Uh, yeah. the, the person involved with the video, Owen Susskind, uh, the, the star of the video, he, he was not at the cameo. He was not there, but the filmmakers. Uh, but, but the filmmaker was. Wonderful. And, and I, the, what was your role? Because I know you were on the panel as well. And right. I heard you even mentioned at this show. Right. I got a plug for you and, uh, well, and, a, and, a, and a plug for Artie Party as well. Great. So what was your role on the panel? Uh, I got to, we, we got to do a, a Q&A uh, segment at the end of the movie. And what, but what, what was your role? Like, why were you there? Why did they ask you to be there? Uh, because, Are you in the movie? Uh, uh, sadly, no. No, I didn't think so. So, so why, why were you there? Uh, because uh, because I'm with Napa Valley Support Services. I'm a I'm a I'm a client there, and uh, ah. and Jeannie Smith, who is one of the employees there of Napa Valley Support Services, she actually uh, thought of me in the first place, and she and she told Kathy Buck maybe he'd like to be a part of the panel. Wonderful. Well, I heard you did a great job, and um, thanks. I'm always proud of you. I think that's very cool. Thanks. There was a a neurosurgeon there from uh, uh, UCSF. And uh, oh, and I got to meet Andrew Gordon, who is an uh, animating director over at uh, Pixar. That's right. That's right. He was there too. Yeah. And personally, I've never been to Pixar Studios before. Have, have you ever taken uh, your I've kids never, there to Pixar? I I have not. Oh, um, well, well I, maybe, maybe we could go sometime. Well, now that you have a connection, I had a, a buddy of mine who was an animator director over there, and just about the time I thought it would be really fun to give him a ring and go take a tour, he announced that after. I don't know how long he was there, 16, 18 years. He was moving on, and he's uh, working on his own projects now. So I lost my connection. But if, but if you can be my golden ticket in, I'll, I'll, I'll use you for that. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. No, that'd be fun. It'd be great. We could yeah, do a little road trip down be. there. Yeah, great. So, uh, so what's been going on with you, John? Well, mentioning Golden Ticket right now, it made me think that this weekend coming up here in Napa Valley is the great production of Willy Wonka. We had the directors of the show on Uh our show a couple weeks ago, and it's the Cafeteria Kids Theater is presenting Willy Wonka at Lincoln Theater here in Yauntville, and it is shaping up to be a very, well, just a grand production. And if you recall the Peter Pan production they put on there, really amazing. Just really great stuff. Uh, really draw wonderful performances out of the kids, music, uh, beautiful props, wardrobe, the whole business. So that is coming up at Lincoln Theater October 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Come out this weekend. I hear tickets are available. I hear that Saturday night is a hot night to get there. So get your tickets at lincolntheater.com. And as far as me personally, well, coming up at Judd's Hill is our annual Hanukkah Hootenanny on Sunday, December 11th. It's a little bit of ways, but I want people to save the date. It's our big uh, event. Uh, our wine club members can pick up their wine. It's open to the public. Anybody can come. And it's a bit of a fundraiser for Community Health Initiative Napa Valley, which ensures that all the people of Napa County have access to health care and health insurance, which is, you know, that's a great thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So that's happening December 11th at Judd's Hill Winery on Silverado Trail from noon to 2.30 p.m. It's $55 to attend unless you are a wine club member, in which case it doesn't cost anything for you to attend. So I recommend become a member of our wine club. We'll guarantee all the great wine, events throughout the year, 
and just a great time. It's a good place for locals to come. I'm proud of the local following that we have earned. I say we earned it because we really treat people well and they realize that. Also, if you want to have a good time with me, I think I mentioned this last week. I'm just going to keep mentioning it for the next uh, eight months. We're going to Alaska. We're going to Alaska. We're taking a cruise. It's the Judd's Hill Wine Cruise to Alaska. I'll be there. It's going to be tons of fun. It's June 30th through July 7th, 2017. If you go to Judshill.com and click on events, you can get all of the information to book on that. It's reasonably priced, and it will include a, 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 wine, uh, a, a wine dinner uh, paired with Judd's Hill wines. It's uh, wine tastings, excursions to all the beauty of Alaska, free airfare, on and on and on. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about today's show, Lauren. Yeah, well, and, actually, oh, oh, actually, yes. one more thing that I want oh, to bring yeah, up please. before we get to our guest. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because uh, as much success as you have with different variations of your theme song, I think there was one variation that you would like that we have never had before. And what's that? An acapella version. Yeah, you know what? That's a great idea. Yeah. That is a great idea. I've put this offer out there before, and we haven't made it in a while, but... If anybody out there listening would like to record your version of our theme song, it could be a cappella, it can be rock and roll. We've had this amazing, you know, jazz beatbox version sent to us, which I love. We'll play it on the air, and we will even bring you on the air and talk to you about it. So, a great chance to uh, have your music as a part of our show. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love to have that. Feel free to get in touch for details. And I'm thinking about today's show. Okay. And I'm a little bit um, – well, why don't you introduce the show? I think today is – it's a good day for this type of show. I'm not exactly sure what to expect, but why don't you go ahead and, and introduce okay. what's going on? Well, good thing I have the paper right here in my hand, Judd, ready to go. Okay. On this show, seasonal traditions are observed by its hosts. Thanksgiving has been mentioned with talk of warm roasts. And Christmas was feted with musical posts. Now today, something new between America's coasts. Sorry if this seems like the biggest of boasts, but for our Halloween show, our guests are all ghosts. That's right, Lauren. This is why I'm a little nervous. Today's show, we're gonna meet we're gonna meet some ghosts. And today I mean, look outside. It is a dark day with looming clouds. There's, they're spitting watery pellets down upon us. It's just, it's one of these days, and we are going to meet some of the phantoms of Napa Valley's past. And to help us meet these ghosts, we have the executive director of the Napa County Historical Society, Nancy Levenberg. Nancy, welcome back. Thank you, Judd. Yeah, nice to be here. It's great to see you. You were here last year around this time, just before Halloween. I think so. Telling us some uh, gruesome and spooky stories. We have a, we have a lot of them. Yeah, oh, I know we do. And Many to- heinous crimes were committed in the Napa Valley, and I'm here to tell you about a few of them. Are actually not me. No, 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 no. But you have promised the to, victims themselves, you or have, the perpetrators. You have promised cases. to bring in the spirits. It's, a, it's an interesting thing, Judd. You know, I, I mentioned to you the other day when we were talking that since our relocation to Tuloke Cemetery, we have been virtually inundated by the ghostly apparitions that inhabit Tuloke Cemetery. 
they have been gathering around us, especially since, you know, All Hallows Eve is approaching and telling us their stories and revisiting their time in the in the beautiful rolling hills of the Napa Valley. And I have tried to line up a couple of them to come into the show today that I thought have particularly interesting stories to tell, stories that the listeners may not be familiar with. So we'll see if they show up, but I have invited a couple of um, unique apparitions along. Well, I'm looking forward to this. I'm a little, you know, I've got a little anxiety. As well you should be. They're kind of scary. I don't know what to expect. And honestly, usually, I mean, Lauren knows this. I come to the show very well prepared, at least a couple pages of notes to, to, you know, things to talk about, subjects. I've got nothing here. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be, you know, you can't really control this, Judd. That, exactly. So I uh, you just kind of have to let their information flow over you. They have their stories, and boy, howdy, do they want to tell them. Is there one here now that Should we like invite begin? one to step forward if we can get him to do so? I, I think now's the time if we're going to do this. Let's, let's meet okay. and hear some okay. stories. Okay, I'm going to invite John Quincy Greenwood to come into the radio studio with us right now. Captain Greenwood, are you out there? Morning. Look at this. Morning. Captain John Quincy Greenwood here. Captain Greenwood, it's... uh, How you doing, sir? What's your name, youngin? uh, My name is Judd Finkelstein. I'm the host of this radio show. Uh, radio show? I'm sorry, that's What's true. What's he talking you about? Don't What's know he that. talking about? Well, we can get to that. What, what we would right now, you believe it or not, through this device, you are speaking to the people of Napa Valley, and we have heard of you, but I don't know much about you and your history. Let we, me tell you a little something. Please do. Let me tell you a little something, then, shall I? I, I hope so. So, my name is Captain John Quincy Greenwood, and I made my living. As a ship's captain, I plied the California waters, including the rivers up to Stockton and Sacramento with my trade. I carried passengers and produce and wood and all kinds of goods around the Bay Area for many, many years. And at the end of my life, I decided to retire to the gorgeous Napa Valley. I bought myself and my second wife 500 acres of this beautiful farmland in Napa. Out there south of town, south of the town in Napa, and <clears throat> it was it was a beautiful piece of land, kind of where the ferry and the stagecoach ended down there by, I think you, you all today call it Napa Junction area, down oh. there by the college, yes. and where you have all the buildings out there now. Anyway, bought myself 500 acres up on top of a hill there. I bought myself a mansion, and the terrible thing that happened to me and my family happened one night, a dark night, when two ne'er-do-wells came to my property and attacked my wife and I and killed my wife. Here's what happened. I'll tell you the story very briefly. Are you, are you interested in the story? I'm dying to tell you. As gruesome as it sounds, I, I, I would be interested in hearing your story. Well, these two ne'er-do-wells, name a Roe and Schmidt, came onto my property illegally and attacked my wife and forced arsenic down her throat. Arsenic arsenic laced with strychnine 
or something. I, 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 I can't remember. Strychnine, is that is that a drug? Anyway, was arsenic vile tasting stuff. I finally spit it out, and I guess the doctor told me that's what saved my life because they gave that potion to me too. Anyway, my Lucina died, and, uh, you know, she and I are both buried out at Tulo K Cemetery. Both of us are out there now. Yeah. That's how I, I stumbled across Nancy. Right here in town. That's how you society. met Nancy. That's how I met her because I went in to talk to her the other day about about what happened to me. She... I'm still so upset and distressed about what happened because, of course, my wife died. First, they poisoned her. And then it turned out after she was dead, they also shot her. They poisoned me and they shot me. But I somehow survived. For quite a while after Lucina died, my beloved second wife. And what happened at that point? What did you do? What happened to these horrible people? That well, actually, crime? Billy Rowe, they both were apprehended. Charlie Schmidt and Billy Rowe both. They had aliases. They were ne'er-do-wells, did all kinds of stuff out in the West. And Charlie Schmidt was sentenced to San Quentin for a crime, and he actually went mad in there. So he died in prison, finally. And Billy Rowe was the last public execution that was ever carried out in this state of California. And that happened right here in Napa? Right here in Napa. And in fact, I hear tell they still have the garrote that hung him and the stand that he stood on hereabouts locally on display. That yes, you, sir. If so, somebody wanted to, yes, sir. to see that piece of gruesome history. Yeah, they could, where would they see that? I'm not right sure at this point. Nancy probably knows. We'll ask her when she yeah, comes you could back. Ask her, yeah. What did you do with your life after this terrible crime? Well, did you stay in Napa? I did. I did, and I remained in my house up on the hill there, known locally as the Greenwood Mansion. In fact, I moved my beloved wife's carriage into an unused room in the house. And I slept next to it the rest of my days. I died many years after she did. You moved her carriage. The What she would ride She loved town. that carriage, Judd. She rode around. She loved it. But you brought it inside. I, I did. I had to be close to her, as close to her as I could get. Must have loved and her. she loved that carriage. You know, she used to call to me from the second floor of the house. I hear tell. There's some doctors up there now i don't know what that thing is but some they move my house and they put some doctors up there on that hill and i hear tell because lucina used to wander through the house after her death i heard her frequently on the second floor and the people out at the doctors whatever the doctors is is uh they've told me that they they hear her wailing still on the second floor of that building up there yes what this is startling to me. It, it your, is. Your it home is. still stands, and it's a doctor's office now. And your wife can still be heard from time to time on the second floor. No, they moved my house. Oh, they moved it. But they it, moved my house. But the house still exists. The house still exists. It's where, close by the old house. I'm where is not the sure. house now? You know, I don't know. I wasn't here when they moved it. Nancy will tell us? I don't know if she, I, I. I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of tired now. You are okay. Well, you know. You I think to... I'm going to go join Lucina on the hill at Tuloke, and I'll, I'll come back and talk to you later if you if you want to talk some more. That would that would be great. You know, I got you, one oh, more thing I want to tell you. Captain, one, yes. one more thing. After they executed that 
doggone rat, Billy Rowe. I hear they threw his bones up on top of the of the building adjacent to the river in downtown and let his bones bleach out up there. I hear there's right? a it's a restaurant now. Cole something Cole. Cole's Chop House. Are you, could be I, I right downtown. Could be I don't know. That building by the river, the stone yeah. building I'm talking of yes. is north of the river, Nap- Napa Creek downtown. Yes. That building was my in my day was a furniture store and an undertaker a coffin maker in the same place and they threw his bones after he fell through the hole in the hanging thing yes they threw his bones up on top of that building and let him bleach for six months and then one of the local doctors i heard somebody say one of the local doctors used it to teach the school children in napa they took his skeleton of his skeleton of this murderer because you know what he said to them in the in the jail when they had incarcerated him. By the way, I want to say something about George McKenzie, the then sheriff, because he's the one that caught those two ruffians, yeah, and put him in, put them away, by oh. where they should be. Going, going now, going now, going now. Bye. Oh, he's gone. I had a couple follow up questions, but maybe Nancy can answer. Na- Captain, wherever you are, thank you for visiting us, and I hope folks when they go to Tulo Case Cemetery might be able to. Find your resting spot and maybe converse with you wherever you are. And Nancy, are you are you back with us? I am back, and I just want to mention that the green the Greenwood area in Tuloke is right inside the main front gate, and up to the left on the hill where all of the other big family names in Napa are buried, such as Goodman mm-hmm. and Bachigalupi, some of those those long family names. And to find out, I suppose, more about any of them and to to check out the, the cemetery folks can come see you and your Yeah, your yeah. We're right there. We're right there. And, I mean, that's how these guys have been coming to us. Women and men both because there are a lot of women interred out at Tuluke. You You've know. been telling me that. You yeah, walk yeah, amongst yeah. the graves. Yeah, yeah, we do. And you hear – When we they talk to – they come to us because they're lonely. You know, they're really lonely out there and they need somebody to talk to. There's another interesting fellow uh, that I wanted to bring in. Our, do, do you want to talk well, a little well, bit well, more? Well, I do. You have I a do. question I have or a two? question All first. Right. We were just speaking with Captain Greenwood. What era were these crimes committed? When did he Early live Victorian here? Napa, so before the turn of the century, so 1890s. 1890s. Um, the murders were actually committed. The murder of his wife was actually committed in 1891. And Charlie Schmidt, one of the two perpetrators, was apprehended within a couple of years. Uh, Billy Rowe, yeah. um, who kind of is painted as the instigator of this whole heinous crime that they committed – which was actually begun as a robbery, by the way. Were they Captain, Captain Green, they they, just were Well, they had moved through. here. No, 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 no. They owned the 500 acres up on the hill no, where I'm the talk- doctor's company no, is. I'm oh, they were about drifters. The, yeah, yeah. the murderers. The guys, the guys. Yeah, they yeah. were drifters. Yeah. They were like that kind of typical frontier West guy. They had, you know, they had rustled, not rustled, but they had, you know, managed cattle to market. Mm. They had, you know, done all kinds of odd jobs, drifted all over. They were great saloon. They both were liquored up that night, apparently. Oh. In fact, what actually happened was they went out to the Greenwood Mansion because they heard he was a very wealthy man and they wanted to steal from him and they managed to extract $4 and some change mm. in the burglary, which was their original intention for going. In the, in the meantime, they poisoned, nearly killed him. And then they poisoned and did kill her. 
they actually left with their $4, went down and drank a little bit more, and then went back out to the house, at which point they further brutalized Captain Greenwood by shooting him in the head and binding him up. The man, an unbelievable man at that point, 60 years old, managed to extricate himself from his bonds, poisoned, and now shot twice in the head, crawled a 1,000 feet to the edge of his property and laid there overnight until one of his neighbors came by the next morning and picked him up and got him fixed up and took care of him. So, I mean, the man was very badly injured. Captain Greenwood was very badly injured, but he was a big landowner. You know, there were a couple of ship captains that came into the Napa Valley with money. Niebaum Coppola, sure. you know, now, you know, um, Gustav Niebaum, uh, one of the very earliest ones. He made his money in the fur trade, though, further up the Alaska coast and California coast. But this captain, along with a lot of other captains, settled in Napa ultimately. What a hearty soul. He lived years after that, too. He after did, about 10, 10, 12 years. He died 1912, I think it was, something oh like goodness. that. 1911. Oof, well, that's a chilling story. I'm telling you. And I I'm think we have more you. on tap. We're going to have to take a break right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. But uh, I'll see if I can get the next one to come along and be waiting in the studio for it. We you. are going to be meeting more of the ghosts of Napa's past yeah. for this special Halloween yeah. episode of Judd's Napa Valley Show. Lauren, what are you thinking? Don't be scared. We'll be back with more of this special Halloween episode of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. At 1440 on your AM dial in Napa and Petaluma, and streaming live around the world at KVON.com, we're back to the Judd's Napa Valley Show Halloween Spooktacular. <laughs> That's right, Lauren Mole. We, we are... I, I'm somewhat speechless. This is, this is odd, and I'm, I'm, I have the... The goosebumps, the chicken skin, as they say in Hawaii. Because Isn't it fun? It is, it is fun. It is fun. I mean, it's really enriched my life to have them visiting around with us. This know? is Nancy Levenberg. She is the executive director of the Napa County Historical Society. And she so so far has brought forth, I think that's what I was trying to say, one of the spirits of Napa Valley's past. And I imagine there are some other phantoms you would like to conjure yeah and i kind of i kind of told them that this would be going on they, their sense of time is not real good judd but yeah. um i kind of tried to cue them up and they're dying to tell their stories no. because you know this is this is their lives they want to tell you like of their feelings they're real they're usually unclear about details for example i heard um captain greenwood greenwood yeah. thank you i get a little confused when i'm when i have all their voices in my head <laughs> we Oh, sorry. There it goes. Um, there it goes. There it goes. He said that he was poisoned with arsenic and strychnine, but to, just to set the historical record straight, it was actually chloroform and arsenic. Oh my! A, another delicious combination. No. But I have Don't waiting. Don't try that at home. I have waiting for us here another gentleman who would like to talk to you. He's very eager, in fact, to talk to you. May I bring him forward? I I would be delighted to hear another story. Again, I'm still a little creeped out by this but i guess that's the point but i shouldn't be scared these are just people that have 
passed on with, and they just have a story to tell. Here he comes. And I understand this one. Shuffling in. English is not the first language. Not, not the first language, so we'll go slow. Okay. I, I, I've, I've asked him to go slow. Come, okay. come forward, Mr. Yuida. Come forward to speak with us. Good morning. I am Yuida. Hello. Who are you? Hello, Yuida. Uh, my name is Judd Finkelstein, and uh, we, are, we are talking to all of Napa Valley. We would like to hear about you and, and your story. I uh, tell story. Here, here I Napa tell Valley. story. My story, very sad. Very sad. I, I work in Napa once. Yeah. I work in vineyard, picking grapes, picking grapes, hard work. We sleep, all Nipongi men, all Japanese men sleep together. You're from Japan originally? From Japan, from Japan originally, okay. yes. Came here as young man to labor in fields, earn money, send home, send home money, bring family over. Yes. Work in Rutherford. Uita, in Napa Valley. May I ask you when this was that you worked here and uh, worked in Rutherford? 1890, 1910. In that 1901. span. Okay, so right around the turn of the century. Time not clear now. Time okay. not clear now. These okay. days not clear. No. Right now it's 2016, so we're, it's more than 100 years ago that you were here. Oh. Well. Yeah, oh. I'm just letting you know where you are now. Oh. Okay. I kill. What? I kill Ohisa. You he bad man. You killed somebody? He bad man. First, he hit me with axe in face. He trample on me while I sleeping in house in Rutherford. They keep us locked at night. Really? While working in fields during day, yes. Yes. Anyway, anyway, is is right in English? Anyway? 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 Exactly. Ohisa, he bad man. He hit me. He fight me. He trample me. Trample. You understand. Trample. Yeah, he step on my on body. Yes. Very bad. Very disrespect me. Trample on my body. I kill him. Shoot him three times with a gun. Dead. I get my revenge. He dead now. I shoot him twice in face and once in back of neck. After he hit me in face with axe. You see Scar here? You see Scar on my left cheek? Right here, close to my eye. Nearly poke my eye out. Well, I can't miss it. It makes up a big part of your face. Yes. Yes. Ugly. Ugly. I go to prison. I go to prison. But light, light charge. Really? Why is that? Self-defense? I, I defend self. Mm. He hit me with axe. Yes. Did I, did I tell you he hit me with axe? You did. You did. He hit me with axe. And the scar speaks... Volumes. Yes. Oh, he said dead. I hate that man. I kill him dead. So what happened? You went to prison? Yes. 
And did you remain in Napa after this? Did, how long were you in prison? Did you... I don't know. I don't remember that. It's the time... I know go to prison. I know study English. Because my problem with trial is no English. Oh, so you didn't speak English at the time? No, no English. Your English is pretty good. No English. Oh, he said no English. No Japanese worker with English. Okay. Only big men tell us what to do. Lock us at night. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. Bad life. So we drink. Ah. Uh-huh. Ohisa, Uema, other men drink together at night. Yeah. Yeah. I kill him. I heard. So you, I you, kill him. At the, but at the trial, you were... What happened at the trial if you couldn't speak English? How were you defended? Have translator, court, have translator, bad, bad man, bad translator... No tell my words. No understand my language. But they report in paper. Finally, they report in paper. San Francisco newspaper man. Yes. Speak Japanese. Oh. Come to help at trial. He tell my words true. You got some help from the San Francisco newspaper. So then in prison, I study English hard. I study English hard to learn English because no English big problem in America. And you plan to stay in America. I yeah, I don't I don't remember staying. Yeah, well, if yeah, you're going to English. Gone. Gone. Yeah. That's quite a story. Gone. I hate Oh, he I kill him. No, I know. And up I in, kill him dead in Rutherford. Yeah, in Rutherford. Yeah. Court in Napa. Yes. Court in Napa. Jail in Napa. Yes. Yeah. Do you know where in Rutherford? Is there a current? You might not know the winery. Day. Winery. Winery. Start with E. Start with E. End in R. No, something E or your. Don't 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 remember. Don't remember. You might have to read your story. I bet it's written down somewhere. Have newspaper article. Oh. Have newspaper article. Report my innocence. Innocence, not guilty, me. Only charge manslaughter. What mean manslaughter, Judd? I'm no lawyer. I think it's a a lesser charge than premeditated murder, but don't quote me on that. Light. I say light. They tell me light. Light. And if, if somebody wanted to hear more about your story, I suppose, well, you might not know how to tell them, but... When Nancy comes back, maybe we can find out some more details that are lost to your foggy, phantasmic state. You know, my mind hurt with too much hard work. Mm. I'm not thinking clearly as young. Yes. Do you understand me? I think so. And maybe you need to go rest? I, I, yeah. I tired. Okay, Ueda. I tired. Thank you for joining us. Oh. Ohio Kasaimas. Ohio Kasaimas. Ohio. Nancy? Judd, what'd you think of Mr. Ueda? That was interesting. I've, I had no idea that there was this uh, vicious 
well, attack and murder in Rutherford many years ago. Partly created, it may be, we speculate, because the written record on this case is rather thin, actually. Uh, we don't have a lot of details, but not atypical of the Napa Valley labor situation before modern times. It that horrific. That work gangs were created of foreigners, Chileans in the mines, Chinese in the mines and in the wineries and on the bridges and the roads, mm-hmm. Japanese and Chinese laboring in the fields along with Mexican laborers and, and other immigrant groups. We talk at the Historical Society about the vast contributions that the various immigrants have made to us. And when we think of immigrants in the Napa Valley, those of us who are of this generation, we typically think of the French, the Italian, the Germans, the Beringers, the Beaulieu, the, those famous Napa Valley names. But we had, in addition, a huge influx of Swiss, Swiss Italians, Swiss Germans, a huge influx of Japanese laborers, Chinese laborers, Chilean laborers. In fact, it was the Chileans and the Chinese that created a movement within the state of California that ultimately ended in the federal government's passage of laws to our everlasting shame, Judd, that restricted immigration from two particular groups, the Chinese and the Chileans, because of the competition that they were perceived to be for the jobs in the mines in the Napa Valley and other places in California. So in 1881, we began passing at the federal level after huge California pressure and lobbying to pass the immigrant exclusion laws, the Chinese Exclusion Acts, which taxed the Chinese, prohibited them from having their families here, importing their wives, setting up a family life, saving money, and excluded them from life here. Mm. Um, So the Japanese laborers also were affected by that, as were, you know, laborers from all over. They were organized into gangs, and they worked on capital projects and also on vineyard development. Oh, and I see you have a... uh a headline. What newspaper is this with the Ueda case? This is a headline from the November 8th, 1911 Napa Daily Journal. Oh, okay. And, what and the t- title of the article is Testimony Presented in Ueda Case. 1911. 1911. And it right. speaks specifically to the newspaper man that Mr. Ueda referred to who finally assisted him in translating correctly what had happened, um, in, at which point they were able to swiftly move to a decision and proclaim him guilty of manslaughter, not the higher Murder. capital punishment premeditated, et cetera, as we discussed. Oh, what a story. Yeah. Uh, we do have a few moments left. Are there any other ghosts of the past you would like to bring to me? Victorina? Meet us? Victorina? Oh. oh. <laughs> Mi nombre es Victorina Ceceli. Hello. So pleased to meet you. Uh, hello, Victorina. Hello. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Italiana? Como se va? I don't speak it, but I'm getting the vibe. You, you've you come from Italy, perhaps? I've come from Switzerland. Switzerland. But my family is Swiss-Italian, and we ah. have been living... I was born in Switzerland, actually. But you can speak to me in, in many different languages. I speak several. I have had a very wonderful education. I'm almost proficient in English, so why don't we stick there? English. Ah, okay. I love English, yeah. Okay. My, home language, yeah, My t- home language now. My home language now. Tell us about your story. So I had a very short life. I died at age 17. Oh. 
I was known, I should tell you, as the Bell of Child's Valley. The Bell of? The Bell of Child's Valley. My mama tells me I am a very pretty girl, and so does my papa. I have long, curling black hair, very white, pale skin, and they tell me dancing brown eyes. In fact, just recently, the San Francisco Call, a very famous newspaper in San Francisco, in describing a party in St. Helena, called me the Belle of Child's Valley for my vivaciousness and my beauty and my charm. <laughs> well, it's certainly coming across here. Tell us a little bit about you and, and your story here in the valley. So Julia shot me. Wait, what? Julia shot me, and you, then he killed himself. You were murdered? Yes, I was murdered. What happened? So my mama and my papa, they live up in Childs Valley, right next to the Nicolinis. You know where the Nicolinis live? That's They're our neighbor famous family. Famous winery still famous there. Famous winery, yes. So we live next door to the Nicolinis, also immigrants, you know, from Italy. Yes. Yeah. So we can speak with them. And uh, I help Mama and Papa take care of my six brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest. And so my Papa hired some men to help us at the house. And that's when Julius came. I just loved him. He's so tall and strong with a cute mustache. He looks kind of like Lauren. Lauren Mole. Yeah. He's a handsome devil here. Except no mustache, Lauren. Yeah, no mustache. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, one day Julius kidnapped me from my papa. And he shot me. And then he shot himself. My mama and my papa knew I was dead. Because Katarina Sanchez, my neighbor, excuse me, Katarina Nicolini, my neighbor, I told you Katarina is my neighbor, came when she heard my trap running up the road to my house and nobody was driving the trap because I was dead. I was dead on the trap. She ran out to try to help me, but you know what happened? He shot me and then the horse ran off because of the shot and finally what killed me was not the gunshots but my hair, my long, beautiful, curly hair got caught in the wheel as it was running up the road and I was strangled to death. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. He's buried next to me, you know, Julius. Right next to each other. Your murderer. My murderer. Yeah, he loved me. He wrote a note to my mama. That's not love. He wrote a note to my mama. He put it in his pocket. And his note said, Dear Mrs. Ceselli, I am so sorry I have to kill your daughter. Because I cannot stand for her to marry another man. You see, my mama and my papa, they didn't like Julius. He was older than me. I don't like him either, by the way. And he was not of our kind. Meaning what? Not of our kind? Meaning not of our kind. He was rough. He was a laborer for my father. Mm. And we were the Sacellis of Child's Valley. I was the belle of Child's Valley. And I loved him, but Mama and Daddy said no. Mama and Papa said no. And I thought, he's too old for me. 
He was eight years older than me. I was only 17 when he shot me. I'm dead now, but I, I still love him. I don't even know how to respond to that. How can you love somebody like Can that? you believe my hair killed me? This is unbelievable to people. Where are you, where are you buried, Victorina? St. Helena Cemetery. St. Helena. Next to my Julius. And can folks... They can't. Pay their respects they to They do. You? It's a famous love story. Yeah. I love my mama and my papa. So they said no. I listen to them. They tell me what to do. They take care of me. So I, I listen to them. But I love Julius. But he killed me. <laughs> Why he killed me, Judd? I have no answer for you. I think it's, it's, it's horrendous. I think it's a sickness. I think, uh, well, I could get on a soapbox about violence. and um, He violent to me. He was violent to me. Yeah. Yeah, terrible story. We're going to run out of time before terrible I can even story. get going on that. I could call my sisters to come and talk to you, too. They're here with me. If they're here, we have – if they can tell their story in about uh, two or three minutes, I think we can do that. Come, Maria. Hello. Maria. Maria. I'm seven. Hello, Maria. What do you know about all this? Julius, bad man. Daddy no, didn't like him. Daddy didn't like him at all. No, neither do we. But he works here. So? Victorina play with him a lot. I see them walking in the woods. Many times. Yeah. I have to go now. I have to play with the leaves. Bye. Okay, bye, Maria. Bye. Lauren, do you have any questions here? I'm I'm a little shell-shocked by this story. No questions, no comments. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of how I feel. One of the takeaways for us at the Historical Society... Oh, Nancy, it, you're back. Welcome yeah. back. One, one of the takeaways is keep your hair trimmed for us. Well, certainly. With I, that last story. You know, the neck choking, choking neck thing yeah. with the hair. Oh, my goodness. Terrible story. Nancy, I want to thank you for bringing some of these spirits we have to Nepali's past. I know you do. They're hovering around. Come this visit me, Judd. Very appropriate for our pre-Halloween show. Would you like to... Let folks know how to visit you in the uh, few minutes that we have left. Sure. Go to us online at www.napahistory.org. That's our website and has our events, announcements, time of office. We're just in the process, as most people in the community know, of removing our collection from the Goodman Library because the city and FEMA and Cal OES have all finally gotten on the same page, and they're going to fix the Goodman Library starting well, sometime good. in the next couple of months, good, maybe good. early 2017. So we've moved to Tuloke. You're at the cemetery. At their invitation, they have allowed us to occupy the uh, little building that used to be the old office building right inside the big front gates at Tuloke. It's known as the Juarez Building because I don't know if you know this or not, Judd, but one of the original yes. landowners, one of the big rancho owners in the Napa Valley was Cayetano Juarez, who actually gifted the cemetery property to the city of Napa, mm. all 50-some acres of it, um, at the middle of the 19th century, 1853, 1855, something like that. So we're going to do a display out there funded partially by community projects of the history of the cemetery and Cayetano Juarez. And the boards of directors of the cemetery, because many of our local industry and 
business scions have served on that board over the years. So a quite interesting history about the cemetery. Yeah, as well. absolutely. And pretty soon. Call us two two four one seven three nine. Email me Nancy at Nappy History. We're out there with office hours and research by appointment. Anytime. Say that phone number again, just a little slower. Surely two two four one seven. Three, nine. That's great. And again, NapaHistory.org. Get in touch. You guys are a, a font of information. You <laughs> so can, fun. You, can, you, have, you, have, you have tours and lectures and seminars and I'm sure book reading lists, probably some even about some of the uh, tragic history of the Valley as well, which we've been discussing. And probably every other aspect of Napa history can be found through you guys. Fun stuff, guys. It is. Help us keep history alive and share your stories with us so that we can, you know, tell them to other people. Just like this. I appreciate you coming and bringing your ghostly friends to share their stories. My pleasure. Absolutely. I'll say goodbye to all of them for you and your listeners. Well, thank you very much, Nancy Levenberg of the Napa County Historical Society. Thanks, Judd and Lauren. This is Lauren Moll speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gilamar production. <laughs>